1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the
2: Sleep suplex Retweet. Hello, everyone
1: back for saturday draft live it's myself jack graham you're listed on spotify itunes wherever you get your podcast that we're we're on it so please please check us out uh of course you can also find saturday draft live and all the other shows that we've got on our website eat sleep suplex retweet we've got our full back catalog on there we've got our social pages and we've got twitter we've got facebook instagram tiktok we've got a full lot so please follow us wherever you go Obviously, you're on a Saturday morning. Saturday, I've breaking down all the scores that's happened during the week after a big
3: weekend with pay-per-views as well. And I'm joined by none other than David Hockney. Dave, how are you doing? I am doing grand. Yeah, it's nice, uh, nice to be back again. And, you know, what a time, you know, we've got a title match coming up. First time, I think, in quite a while. So it's, uh, it's all guns blazing this time around. And we've got Fastlane happening tonight.
1: Yeah, as, as Dave says, uh, we do have an ESSR title match at the end of the show. Uh, Scott is using his draft winning opportunity from last season to go up against the, the latest sweep winner, David Campbell and a one question shootout for the title. Uh, we'll please tune into to the end of the show and we'll, we'll find out how, how that all goes down but in the meantime, the, the more important time, in my opinion, we're talking about the draft and we do have a, a player from this season on we'll be talking about his team later on the show is none other than Ross McLeod. Ross I know it's been a shit week for us as, as football fans, but I'm glad to have you in the show nonetheless. <laughs> hey, come on now, no, let's watch out
0: here. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to bring an A-show presence to the B-show. It's like when Raw superstars used to show up on Smackdown. You're welcome for me being here, honestly. I do you remember someone from our chat <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, after that slander, you know, I guess we will crack on. But the big thing that we've got this week, uh, gentlemen, there is no Judgment Day members in the top three of the week. I can't remember the time that happened this season, but I can confirm we don't have it at all. I guess either cause of the two pay per views that's just happened, but we do have a, a, a high, a, a joint second high rising AEW. We'll go talk to them first Dave. We do have the acclaimed. Obviously, David Campbell has them, um, the team. They defend their titles at Wrestle Dream on the pre-show, I believe. Another 15 points in the bag. They mm-hmm. have 60 points overall. This it's just turned be- out to be a great
3: pick for, for, for Campbell. Yeah, the acclaim's been an absolute steal this season, especially when considering they were picked in round four uh, by the GOAT David Campbell. It's... It's beggars belief to think, you know, that some fourth round picks are still sitting on zero points, i.e., Ronda Rousey, Roman Reigns, etc. But when you put it the the acclaim's points into comparison, it dwarfs how well they're doing. And those regular trio's title defenses, especially on pay per view, have just continually boosted them up the up the up the table. You know, they're currently now third overall in the top ten of the season with sixty points, just behind uh, Priest and Dom Dom. So it's It's been a massive, massive boost for David Campbell's extraordinary performance this season. Uh, We we also
1: do have another uh, competitor with 15 points this week, Ross. Uh, Stephen Wilson's second round pick of Becky Lynch. Obviously, I don't think anyone would have seen uh, in this season that she would have won the NXT Women's Championship and then defended it successfully uh, quite a few times. this, This week, she defended that, no mercy, and she appeared on uh, across the shows this week too. Uh, also se- second round you're expecting a good point return. Is seventy-one and a half points for Becky Lynch what Stephen would have expected or Jane was going to be less because the the certainly winning that title for him has, has helped in his odds and kind of getting up that top
0: half the table? Yeah, um well I think it, the point I'm about to make kind of covers both the acclaimed and Becky Lynch. We've saw this before when you pick a tag team or you pick a women's pick where the title opportunities are limited, that you might get short-term gain for long-term losses at times. You know, people like, say, Becky Lynch last season, you know, she was still a good pick, but she wasn't winning as many matches as she was when she was the Raw Women's Champion. They acclaimed, at the start of the season, looked like a kind of half and half tag team They had the loss to the House of Black, Billy Gunn left for a couple of weeks. Now that they've picked up what is technically the secondary tag team titles in AEW and Becky Lynch is in a a title picture that she's maybe too big for, this has turned out to be two picks that could have went either way that have ended up paying dividends. So 71.5 points. I think for someone who's not in the main roster title scene at the minute, Stephen Wilson will be absolutely delighted with that because I don't see Eel Sky or Rhea Ripley losing the titles anytime soon. So if Becky Lynch was in there. You're talking big pay per view losses. You're talking loss of points with Becky in NXT. Not only is she wrestling less, but she's still appearing on two shows and then those NXT Premium Live events are still classed as pay-per-views. He still gets the pay-per-view points for m- matches that we pretty much know Becky's going to win for the foreseeable future.
1: It's pretty much, when you, when you look at it kind of at the start of the season, obviously the, the, the three champions was Rhea Ripley, Eo Sky, and I believe it was Tiffany Stratton, who's on Andy's team, 16 points. Stephen took uh, Becky Lynch after Tiffany Stratton and the it's like, si- like fifty-five point difference. It's quite, quite, quite a seismic comparison. So it's it's, it's, it's certainly paid well for him, and not as well for Andy. But we wouldn't. No one could have foreseen that. And I think nobody could have foreseen Dave our <laughs> number one of, of of the week. I could have I could have oh. mentioned it last week that I, I reckon this person was going to win the, the the championship. I didn't think they would lose it so soon. But when we kind of look at the table. The, the the short-term gain, as Ross says, has certainly paid dividends to Ryan the least. Trick Williams has got 18 points, won in the North American Championship, appearing on Raw. He appeared multiple times during the pay-per-view as well, but he did lose the championship at NXT, but he's still this week's top scorer, 18 mm. points. I think, given, we're kind of, in the second half of the season, where Ryan was, how close he is to everyone else now, and the two that are below,
3: how huge an eighteen-point pick is at this time? Yeah, like what's happened this past weekend with Trick Williams has made all the difference to Ryan's standing in this table. You know, it's it was a flash in the pan week for for Trick Williams. You know, winning the title, losing the title, getting multiple appearances left, right, and centre. Uh, Trick Williams now on thirty nine points overall, making him the, the second highest newcomer of the of the season, just above Hikaru Shida, but. Obviously, you know, Trick whooped Dom and then Dom whooped that Trick uh, a few days later. But, you know, the the damage was done. You know, Ryan got the points he needed to essentially avoid relegation. And I think this is what this surge in points for Trick Williams has done for him. It's it's a massive, massive gain. Uh, Not necessarily for Trick himself, but for Ryan, you know, essentially to avoid relegation where he was at the bottom of the table for the majority of the season up until, say, I think last week. So it, this is this is huge, you know, for for Ryan's sake. Uh, I think I think as well because the way it's kind of looking is we might get
1: a, a potential trick versus Carmelo feud before mm. Carmelo maybe inevitable uh, main roster call up. Which trick could
3: win? also maybe dragged out. a we Who knows. You know what's mad as well? Trick is now scoring more points than Carmelo. You know, tricks on thirty nine, Carmelos on thirty five and a half. I mean, who'd have thought that would happen, you know, especially when we were insulting Ryan's team, you know, with minus one jungle boy, Eosky underperforming as a first-round pick. And, I mean, honestly, this trick surge in points is really blowing everybody away here.
0: Well, see something as well, and we're talking about uh, a short-term gain. However, these weekends, you know, when you're in the bottom half of the table, could be that extra point you need to to kind of keep you out of the relegation zone. And with Trick Williams, including his matches, he appeared on TV on No Mercy, Raw, and NXT eight times. He then had a pay-per-view title victory, but then lost it on a TV title victory. So Ryan still comfortably makes points off that. And we could see this weekend the adverse effect of that. Because I wouldn't be surprised if WWE had Cody and Jay win the tag titles, but then lose them on Raw. But mm, equally to that, I wouldn't be surprised if Judgment Day shenanigans, Cody, loads, Cody Rhodes, I should say, loses <laughs> another big pay-per-view match. And he's on Gary's team. And yes, Cody Rhodes appeared on SmackDown uh, during the main event last night. Yes, Cody Rhodes is going to be on both Raw and NXT this week but are the appearance points going to be enough to make up for what is a title match loss on a pay-per-view because mm. yes, for his cap- captain yeah. as well. Exactly. And we've seen that Cody appears two or three times on TV shows, but you know, the trick was only appearing twice on NXT and once on raw. It was the pay-per-view. He made all his appearances four appearances in total. That's what's helped Ryan Dalglish here, and I think that we could look back later in the season when you know it's all said and done and think this is maybe where Gary was relegated and Ryan was safe. It was in that week-long span where Trick Williams won the North American title and Cody Rhodes lost a title match on a pay-per-view. So, I, listen, I could be wrong because Andy Mitchell is down there. We have saw the effects that two back-to-back NXT women's title matches have had on his team. But this could be a pivotal weekend for both Ryan and Gary.
1: Especially with, with Ryan as well. He has Ailo Sky as his captain mm-hmm. in this yes. triple threat match. If he wins that, that helps so much. And has Jimmy Urso in the match, again, with uh, Sosa Cora against uh, John and LA Knight. A lot can happen at that bottom
0: end of the table for sure. Solo as well. Does that mean I need to root for Ryan uh, Ryan I think unfortunately so.
3: Unfortunately so. (laughs) I bear mind I've got Jey Uso as well, so I'd be praying for a a title a title win. You know, given that he's teaming with Cody. Still my thunder. Anyway, moving (laughs) on. (laughs) But you know what? I'll take a disqualification title win. You know that still counts.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Right, we will we will move on and I, I discussed Ryan is bottom of the table. Currently bottom of the table is Gary Kernan. He only got thirteen points this week, with a hundred and fourteen and a half points overall with Team Viscera, Andy Mitchell with the Glasgow University Cricket Club just above him 125 points, he only got eight points this week. But in converse to those, Ryan O'Gleish above them, with Berigeti Arms like Spaghetti, showing how good a week he had on one hundred and twenty nine points, had thirty points overall this week. So that that big swing has helped Ryan so much. And also, uh, Rhea Ripley coming back for Elliot Cantor and appearing over Rod Smackdown with me on Suns and 139.5 points has helped dividends too. Dave, yourself, you're the West End Country Cubs and 142.5 points. Mm -hmm. Callum Bennett with uh, follow James Blair underscore one on Twitter, 150. Ross, F.T. also, 153 points. Uh, we'll we'll take a look at your team at the end, but you're kind of sitting comfortably mid-table now. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself with a million ways to fuck up the draft and on 154 points. Then they've kind of got a bigger gap uh, between myself and the kind of top end of the table, Stephen Wilson, Duf and team, Incorporated on 176 and a half points. Gaming in fourth position to rolled to draft and on 179. Then another bigger gap to the the the, the top three You've got Scott McLeod with the Dave Hockney better Wi-Fi for 202 points. Got Tom Brock with platypus Perry at the platypus in two hundred fourteen points, and then a bigger gap uh, with David Campbell with Team Gold two hundred fifty six and a half points. Uh, big kind of scorers this week with the pay per views, of course. Uh, Stephen got forty seven, David Campbell and Scott got forty five. So we got three folk in the forties this week. David over over two pay per views. Mm. I think uh, obviously good for Stephen to get that amount, but with David and Scott getting the same. Would Scott have hoped for more? Would David have hoped for more as well? Given that David does have that fear of what Scott can do near
3: the end of the season, mm-hmm. yeah, there is definitely a lot of potential. You know, for things to change on a dime. Uh, let's not take away the fact that you know that John Moxley is getting his rematch for the AEW International Title against Ray Phoenix coming up on Dynamite. So Tom Brock may get back on his heels a little bit. You know, despite changing the captaincy to Balor uh, in the last uh, last couple of weeks or so. But Scott on his own as well, I think, you know, the the points for Ilya Dragunov winning the NXT title, that's huge. Chris Statlander also getting 15 points. You know, Scott's starting to make waves again, you know, just with, you know, a few wins and appearances from JD McDonough here and there. But a big, uh, big loss for him, though, is Adam Cole obviously being rolled out with that broken ankle. And it looks like he's set to have further surgeries, you know, screws and plates getting added. So and a recovery time is is very much up in the air at this point. So there's certainly defeat and victory for Scott's team, but there's still plenty of points to be had.
0: Does Scott have Rhea Ripley this season, or was that last season? No,
3: Elliot was, uh, has, has Rhea Ripley this time around. I
0: know, obviously, he's uh, JD McDonough. Obviously, another guy, not officially Judgment Day, but four appearances, sorry, four, yeah, four appearances last night on screen. Mm. Um, he also had... Um, a couple of appearances on NXT, a couple of appearances on Raw. Um and again, just the the benefit of these later round picks just showing up and having a couple of um mm-hmm. and a couple of appearances here. the who's Scott's tag team just out of interest? Darby Allen and Sting. Right. See, this is where um and I mentioned earlier about the acclaimed. We we've seen with teams like the acclaimed, the Young Bucks, the New Day, um established teams when they're not in the title picture, that they could go either way. You could have, you know, two weeks of wins and then three weeks of losses, two TV victories and then, you know, a pay-per-view loss and it swings either way. But the fact that the Acclaimed are holding the six-man titles at the minute, the fact that the Acclaimed don't look to be losing those titles at any time because all the other factions seem to be away doing stuff or have injuries and such and such. They acclaimed are going to continue to rack up tag team title points. And Darby Allen and Sting, they aren't teaming together at the minute. Sting is a an attraction wrestler. So, you know, and I think Darby Allen's going to be out for a wee bit after, you know, the events of um WrestleDream. So this is the importance of getting I think the tag team and the women's pick are always the important thing. You need to get your tag team and women's pick. Spot on in this season, David Campbell has got the acclaimed spot on, the six-man title, much like the international title did for him last season with Orange Cassidy, uh, paying dividends. And I think it's going to be that tag team pick that just takes David Campbell further away from Scott McLeod. And well, time will tell if John Moxley retains that title, but I think Tom Brock's going to be his nearest challenger. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and let's not forget, you know, Goat's also got the uh, the insurance policy that is Senor Dinero en el Banco with uh, Damian Priest and the Money in the Bank contract. I mean, we could see a cash in it fast lane, fast lane for all we know, given that, you know, the World Heavyweight title match is a last-man-standing match. So it could be, you know, a brutal end to what's been a pretty epic title reign for Seth Rollins.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
3: We'll, we'll move on to the, kind of the the
1: next league we usually talk about, Dave. And I'll, uh, you'll be giving us a breakdown. Of what's happening in the listeners' league? But we do have the quarterfinals set in stone for the listeners' league cup.
3: So uh, please, please let us know what's what's happening. Yep. So as we're standing with the quarterfinals, uh, just to correct you there, Jack, it looks like the quarterfinals are set to run to next week, actually. But we do have oh, a gosh. we do have a, a temporary standing on the quarterfinals, which I'll go through just now. So at the minute, we have Jonathan Napier leading Simon Bell, one hundred seven to fifty five. We have Johnny Adam. Uh, leading ross mcclucky 143 and a half to 88 we have john sly on 60 leading former winner jp on 49 and a half we have lee mcateer leading ross henderson 65 to 54 ross brady uh leading craig forsyth 65 to 60 quite a close contest there we have anthony fitzpatrick on 76 leading robert fucking shaw on 61 and a half Former winner Adam Callier is trouncing other former winner Matt Smith, 91-41. to 41. And then we also have Mike Nunn on 102.5, leading Martin Best, who's currently on 51. So some very one-sided brackets uh, for the Listeners League Cup at the minute. But we do have one pretty close battle between Ross and Craig Forsyth. But as we turn our attention to the Listeners League standing itself, uh, so a few names that we've already mentioned are already... Making waves in the, uh, in this table here. So we have Adam Callier with Reach for the Daily Stars, climb every mountain higher on 244 and a half points. Fourth place, we have Mike Nunn and the Sports Entertainers, 251. 47 points for him this week while Adam scoring 48. So some big, big scoring on a, a weekend loaded with pay-per-views. Third place, uh, one name that's not yet been mentioned, Alora May with only Prince. Third in the standings and third in the scoring this week with 56 points, 261 overall. Second place, uh, Jonathan Napier back to the future endeavors, 276 and a half, the highest scorer this week with 65 points overall. And the big contributor, I think for him is obviously Becky Lynch, you know, winning the retaining the NXT women's title against Tiffany Stratton and also getting she was points for the acclaimed. So a very, very good week for, for him, but top of the table though. And it's quite a gap, you know, we're talking at least, uh, 28 and a half points, uh, Johnny Adam, Dark Side of the Onion Ring uh, second highest scorer this week on 58 points Uh, for him also getting points for the acclaimed Becky Lynch but uh, let's not overlook the fact that Dominic Mysterio, his team captain, also regained the NXT North American title this week as well so good week all round to the top scorers of the Listeners League standings as well and a lot of these names also currently in the Listeners League Cup so definitely uh, some big names standing out but the standings, you know, Elora May, you know, certainly making their making their presence felt in the standings. Absolutely, absolutely, Dave. Thanks, thanks very much for going through the
1: Listeners League. But we are going on to our wee analysis section of, of looking at Ross McLeod's team. Uh, we do have in your team Ross, was at FTR, your your captains and seventy-six points overall. They're sitting in fifth position. Drew McIntyre with twenty-eight, twenty-fifth uh, overall. Solis with twenty one points, 30th overall. Roman Reigns with zero points, uh, 77th overall, but that will change next week as he's scheduled to return on SmackDown. Then you've got Roxanne Perez 11 points, 59th overall. Julia Hart, uh, 17 points, 38th overall. I think the the first question that I have, Ross, FTR being your first pick in your captain, is that always your your plan, considering that you're kind of drafting at like, that midpoint and you thought I'll take one of the, the tag team champions off the back away.
0: Yeah, um, the draft for the male competitors is much more open than it is for the tag team and the um, and the women's division. Um, obviously, with the mid card title scenes and you know uh, feuds, you know taking place out with the title picture, it seems to happen more often in the men's division. So, getting a tag team was an important thing. Um, I think a lot of people. Kind of when I picked FTR, we're like, I think a lot of people thought Young Bucks, their company, Big Wembley Show, they're going to win the titles. And yet that's, what, four title defences that FTR have had so far. They are going to have a fifth title defence tonight against Big Bill and Ricky Starks eh, on AEW Collision. So that could be added bonus points. Although it's TV points, it's still happening on a WWE weekend. Out of the blue, I'm getting possibly, don't want to jinx it, possibly tag team title appearance points uh, and t- uh, tag team title victory points. So getting FTR first, to me, I thought they were going to hold the titles for an extended period of time. They've had full title defences so far, and for me, they've paid dividends because they're also continually on collision. They them and CM Punk, obviously no longer with the company, were the faces of collision and now it's just the two of them that are the faces of collision. So um yes, Saturday night points when you know everyone else is done for the week has has helped me to no end, I think.
1: And I think the the, the next one for me, I think TR has proved to be an absolutely great prick. But obviously Roman Reigns and you're in the fourth round, hmm. nobody drafted on the last season. And then you've drafted him this season, he's a zero. Obviously, he's about to get the points. We do know previously, when he's been on in the season, he's been getting about four or five appearances a show, which if that happens again throughout on the lead up to Survivor series, etc., that can be a great, a great boost for you. But did you expect him to have appeared already? Are you a bit disappointed? At uh, I, I guess you kinda of have to be kind of zero points so far, but knowing there is more there is points to come, is there optimism at
0: all with this pick well Roman Reigns also tends to just show up on Raw whenever he likes um, but you know there's seven weeks left in the season seven Smackdowns left if he appears on five of them three times a show so there's straight away 15 points from a fourth round pick then you're talking about Crown Jewel. he's always in action at the Saudi pay per views rumours of a match against AJ Styles I could see it being John Cena Um And I think we can all safely agree that Roman Reigns is not losing the title at Saudi show. Famous last words. Um, (laughs) But then there's a pay-per-view title uh, victory. And then I imagine he will either be in a title match at Survivor Series or in the War Games match, given the uneasy alliance we've seen forged between Judgment Day and uh, the Bloodline. So... For a fourth round pick, I, I knew this wasn't a season to take Roman Reigns first. For a fourth round pick, you're looking at maybe between 18 to 30 points, I think he can easily get me. And that's before if I want to put the captaincy on him, which I might want to do. you know. So you're looking at a fourth round pick that's getting me a potential 18 to 30 points, potential two pay-per-view victories. This isn't the season to have Roman Reigns as a first-round pick, but to not have him later when the herd was thinning, I think was a mistake on other people's parts. And listen, I don't think I'm winning this season. I think it's between Tom and David Campbell, as I say through gritted teeth. But um, (laughs) I certainly think the fact that I am, you know, seventh place just now and one of my guys hasn't appeared yet, I am going into a weekend where I have the potential for a pay-per-view win and a tag title win. Uh, Solo Sokola, Solo Secoa, easy for me to say, (laughs) rumoured to be taking on John Cena at um, Crown Jewel. Solo Sokola more than likely going to be in Roman's team at Survivor Series. Then my team's going to continue to pick up steam. And Roxanne Perez, I think she might win by DQ on Tuesday against Asuka. So just, it's been a slow burn We've saw this, but I've not had any um, short-term gain for long-term losses yet. I've continually just kind of plucked away, waited for people to make mistakes and climbed slowly up the table. I think I can comfortably finish fourth this season. Um, And that's, you know, based on the fact that the trajectory of my team so far and the fact that things are about to pick up for Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns.
1: There's a lot, of, a lot of sound logic
3: coming in there, Dave. What about mm-hmm. yourself? What have you got to ask uh, Ross team? his team? Um, I wanted to ask about your prioritization of your female picks, though, because you saved them for your fifth and sixth round selection. But that being said, you've actually scored some decent points with Julia Hart as a sixth round pick, who's picked up a couple of wins on AEW as of late. But it has been rumored she's going to be taking some time off uh, for her wedding and her honeymoon. So. I don't know if maybe the Julia Hart train has sort of come to a halt a little bit, but Roxanne Perez is currently sitting on 11 points and you've got picks like Tony Storm and Thea Hale who were also selected in the same round, you know, scoring 17, 18, just that little bit extra. Even Blair Davenport, you know, getting a big win at um No Mercy this past weekend is what's keeping them in the running, especially for fifth and sixth round picks. So my question is, you know, why did you prioritize your female picks so far down the list when you could have, you know, taking some potentially higher priority female picks, you know, in earlier rounds?
0: Um, well, as I said before, the women's and the tag division is a thinner herd. And when the likes of Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Sky, Bailey, um, over on AEW, you know, you've got the likes of Chris Statlander and uh, Britt Baker and uh, Saraya. When they start going An early round pick of Roxanne Perez and Julia Hart doesn't make sense to me. These are people that I did have on the list that I thought would fall further down. Um, Julia Hart, I was fully expecting uh, the House of Black to have been appearing more, and I was expecting just to get some sort of appearance points with her. Um, But the fact that she did have, she rested on three AW free uh, free TV shows in a row, before losing a title match on pay-per-view. So I did get some sort of uh, boost there that I wouldn't have got otherwise. And yeah, I think the Julia Hart train has ended. But as I mentioned before, Roman Reigns coming back, potential two pay-per-view victory points, mm. multiple appearances. I, Again, I, it's, not, it's not a short-term game for long-term losses. Yeah. If anything, it's a short-term loss for long-term game. And... With Roxanne Perez, I picked her just because out of the NXT women, um, they tend to have a better mid-card sort of division uh, in NXT. And she seems to be firmly the face of that division. Um, she's got a rivalry with Kiana James going on so far. I think she's going to beat Asuka by Hooker by crook on Tuesday. And then that'll lead to the match with uh, Kiana James. So... I'm hoping that there's going to be two victories coming in here. But yeah, the reason I did put them further down the list was quite simply because when the herd started to thin out and I was that mid-table pick, it didn't make sense to take these people in the early rounds because I thought these people would slip through the cracks.
3: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Just one other point. You are still able to use your captaincy change this season. Do we expect to see it at some point uh, in the next few weeks?
0: Depending on Roman Reigns' booking, um, and I'll be very honest, the only person I would change it to would be Roman Reigns. So if he comes back and he's booked for a big match on Saudi, uh, WWE tend to uh, tape two weeks of SmackDown in a row uh, before they go to Saudi. I would maybe the week before that change the captaincy to get two weeks worth of SmackDown points and a potential title defence. Uh, but yeah um, he would be the only person I would think of changing it to Uh, but at the minute FTR have had this sort of open challenge thing they don't look in danger of losing the titles anytime soon again famous last words Um, possibly maybe just the week before Survivor Series I might change it just because we have AEW full gear that week depending on who uh, FTR take on it sounds like you've really done your homework here. Yes, well, it is an analysis show, David. I did come to bring some analysis. You know what I mean? I came to play. <laughs> <You've, laughs> there is a price to gave, pay. <laughs> you've,
1: you've gave your analysis, Ross, but it's now time to give your predictions. Who drinks within this season, and who drinks getting relegated?
0: Um, hold on, I'll just have a wee look at the table just now. Um. So, looking at the table, Andy Mitchell, I think, needs Tiffany Stratton to bounce back. And uh, a move to the main roster could could do just that. Gary Kernighan could do with, uh, as I mentioned, Ryan Dalglish's Trick Williams sort of bounce, especially considering Cody Rhodes is about to appear all over WWE TV at this point. What brand split? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think Ryan would have liked to have put more distance between himself and Gary. Uh, there's only uh, 14.5 points between them at the moment. I think if Cody Rhodes wins the title, I think it's between Andy Mitchell and Ryan Dalgleish. Um Tom needs uh, a John Moxley international title win next week. But I I, I just, I can't see past David's team. Uh, Scott, I think, will run them close. But again, I mentioned the women in the tag picks, make or break your season. I I just think David's team, and again, through gritted teeth, (laughs) looks too strong. (laughs) Wait, so well, we'll Ross, thank In you. fact, do you know what? I'm going to be defiant. Don't back down. Who's going to win? Me. Roman's going to come <laughs> in. To nine appearances a show. I'm going to climb up that table. Julia Hart will just show up for one egregious, hi, I just get married appearance, just to, just to rub it in as I win the league by one point. I'm going to win it. All right. I
3: mean, you've got 100 points at least between you and the GOAT. So, I mean, but, you know, as we've seen in past seasons, you know, anything's possible. <laughs>
0: Listen, I only lost um, the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania uh, 2020 season by, I believe, a point. And that was when Scott was going into WrestleMania with like a 35, 40 point swing. Like, because I took him the, to the tie. I took him the to the tiebreaker. Yeah. I took him to the tiebreaker because he missed out on. He had Miz and Morrison, and obviously, Miz got COVID. So. The tag title match didn't count as a tag title match because it was singles competitors. Um, Sheena Baszler lost, uh, all my picks won, and it just creeped me back up the table. It, thing we said up himself, David Campbell said up until he had a 40 plus point gap the other day, and he still said he was still, you know, wanting himself. So. Yeah, I think he knows that, you know, big pay-per-view weekends can swing uh, and, you know, swing and a miss sometimes.
3: Yeah, it's like Men on a Mission two 2.0's team, like, all their WrestleMania selections lost. And, you know, that's what cost us the season.
0: There you go. See, one show can make or break a season.
3: And one kiss is all it takes to fall in love
1: with me. <laughs> oh, for that that for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the time we've got for us now, Ross, thank you very much for coming on and talking about your team
0: no, not at all, thank you for having me
1: but Dave, it's, we've got a title match to get to so let's, yes. let's cut on over to that it is that time you've all been waiting for we've been talking about it at the start of the show we've got to the end Scott McLeod, David Campbell are both here. Scott won the draft last season. He's using this draft opportunity to take claim of the ESSR Championship. Scott, how are you feeling going into this big match?
2: I'm feeling somewhat confident, Derek. I've done this twice now. I'm 50-50 on these, which is a better record than my opponent has with these kind of situations. So, I feel like the odds are somewhat in my favour. I don't know if I've quite got enough to catch up them draft-wise but I think I can hop into an effect by taking the title
1: Well I wish, you, I wish you all the best you have earned it from winning last season uh, but our, our, our reigning defending ASR champion David also you, you you were on here last time with Tom after you have won the, the 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 seasons beforehand but you didn't quite come up with a, with a goal then you've won the sweet spin between the season and you're here now as the champion how does it feel defending against
4: a uh, a former friend, now nemesis, Scott McLeod I think it's a fucking disgrace. I think it's a fucking <laughs> disgrace. I've I've never won one of these in Saturday Draft Live. Couldn't beat Stephen when I won season one. Um, I couldn't. Me and Ryan couldn't beat Strack of all people. I mean, that's when you know you should give up. You know that that that's when you know the whole game's fucked. When I mean, you can't beat Strack at a question <laughs> answer game. Fair enough if it was weightlifting. But, you know, it's God. And then here we are today. You know, the last time I won one of these, the only saving grace was 2019 when I cashed in on Scott McLeod. So here's hoping that history can repeat itself. Let's do this.
1: Well, you know the rules as it goes. I'm going to be asking a question that uh, you as well submit an answer to David talking once the, the, the question has been asked. Uh, the person that gets closest to the answer or gets the answer correctly will win the championship. If mean, it goes to a tie-break, it's whoever submits the answer first gets right. to win it. So, uh, Dave, are you ready to receive the submissions? Yes, I am. Scott, the challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. Our reigning defending champion, David, are you
4: ready? Yep, as long as Dave's Wi Fi or mic won't affect his receiving of the answer, <laughs> you'll be I'm fine. Ready to go everything's fine right
1: let's get to it. it happened last weekend where we saw a new North American champion and Trick Williams only to lose that championship the following Tuesday to Don Mysterio, recording the shortest reign in the North American championship history of three days but what is the longest reign in the North American championship history?
2: Please submit your answers to
1: Dave
3: Oh, I don't know that
2: So, the person or the, the number of days days alright
3: yeah. right. goat, goat has and given me an answer so he was first
4: uh, right Scott probably knows this is the problem so okay <laughs>
1: Jack we have an answer for both okay okay please please uh, read out the answer for
3: David Campbell okay hey. the goat David Campbell says 220 days Okay, uh, next, Scott. What's Scott's answer? Scott McLeod's answer is 269 days. Nice. I knew it was going to be 200 and I panicked and I thought, uh,
2: if I go down, I'll be juvenile while I do it. David, how are you feeling given the the answer of
4: 220 days? Uh, Jack, at this point, it's which fucking prize is behind which fucking door. I don't know. Alright. <laughs> it's, it's a guess. I don't <laughs> have any feelings either way. And, and Scott, obviously
1: you did submit in second and you've you've went down the, kind of, a juvenile route, as you said. Are you feeling confident at all? Oh,
2: I'm trying to think. I can't think of any year-long range, so I thought the 200 base was, was fine enough. I do panic about getting in second because, especially with David, as much as we have come to blows a lot, I do think we, we sometimes think similarly, so I take to, uh, you know, I take to be too far off.
1: Well, I can confirm that we do have a winner. You both are right in the sentence in the two hundred days. One has got it exact. One losing streak continues. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the exact amount of two hundred sixty nine days. Scott McLeod <laughs> is new champion.
4: It was exactly
2: two hundred sixty nine days. Who was it again? Was it was Lee? Wesley? Wesley, yes. Ah, uh, oh. Cause, cause I thought I did, I, That's why I asked the name because I thought I would have guessed him because I'm pretty sure that was the whole thing. Where he's big, long, right before Dom came and like he was constantly defending and defending it every week. So people were going like, "Oh, he's one of the like, most defending NXT North American champions of all time."
3: Well, just well, Jack. I guess it just goes to show sometimes, uh, dirty humor and juvenile uh, <laughs> attitude wins the day. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, man! I never thought. Uh, Danny Campbell, commiserations. You did put in a, a, a good guess then it's so close. But to you, losing out on an exact answer must must sting.
4: You know what? He's taking my title from me after such a long time of getting it. But he will not defend the draft. That will not happen. <laughs> I'm winning the draft. You know, and that's that's the most important thing. And what I want him to do is to keep that title until I can come back here and I'll take that title from him. You will not see this face around here again until that time. That is what I'm saying to you.
1: Well, everyone, we do have the fast line sweeps coming up tonight. Maybe David will want it back. <laughs> Maybe David will want it back straight away tonight.
2: Do we, really, do we really have to do a fast line sweep? I mean, Wrestle Dream we did, there was like 13, 14 matches, including the P show. This one, there's only five. It's hardly fair.
4: What well, a bonus plus, oh, point on. Will Jade Cargill show up? Will James Storm show up? I don't care. We're doing a fast lane sweep.
2: We're just going to keep adding Will Jade Cargo show up to every degree until does. she does.
3: <laughs> is, like, women's triple threat. Who wins the title? Who gets pinned? LA Knight and Cena versus the Bloodline. Who gets pinned? Who wins? You know, there's loads of options to choose from.
2: I feel like you're trying to turn me into fucking Trick Williams with this title, trying to shorten my reign down. I
3: think that's exactly what he's trying to do here.
2: The right... That's all we've got time
1: for. It's starting to draft live. Also thanks to Ros McLeod who was on the show. We've got to speak about his team. Dave, okay. thanks. <laughs> thanks as always for being on the show, Dave. I, always happy to be here. Commiserations, Campbell. Maybe you're on the sweet week tonight, but uh, just looking everyone in your favor you will win the draft. So yeah. maybe you have that in your back pocket, you know.
4: Ah yeah, those those strange forces at play here. <laughs> has to be said.
1: And Scott. Congratulations, our new Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet champion. Hope your defence goes well tonight if the sweeps happen. I
2: think, I think this makes it a big old like, 14 in terms of times I've held this bill. I know it means if I come back again to cash in an opportunity or if I get in on in a season opportunity, and after these three attempts I have a 6, 6 and 2, thirds percent chance of winning. The so odds have drastically <laughs> went up. The numbers don't lie, David Campbell. And they felt disaster for you. A sacrifice excellent
1: I've been Jack hope you all enjoy Fast Lane tonight and we'll uh, catch up with the score after a, a big night of wrestling this weekend see you later
2: Sports Social Podcast Network
0: Step into the world of power loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family